coming up on this week's Book Guys show, we have the one and only Bernard Robichaud, Cyrus from Trailer Park Boys. Stay tuned, constant readers. Old man gave me that when I was in grade seven. Seen a lot of action. Nine millimeter. Safety always off. Told me he was proud of me once. Fucking prick. The Book Guys Show is brought to you by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash bookguys and get a free book just for signing up for one free trial. You are listening to The Book Guys Show. My name is Paul Alvey, sometimes known as Paul the Book Guy. And I'm joined as always by Sir Jimmy. How are you doing, Sir Jimmy? All the way in North Carolina. Oh, fantastic. It's so good to be back. I just, I'm feeling the... Canadian love coming through the inner tubes. That's right. <laughs> and you know we don't edit, but sometimes we do record the intro twice, especially yeah, when the jingle we, machine's not working. But otherwise, folks, we don't edit. And, and this, this week's episode, just uh, I'm preemptively calling this explicit. So take the children away from the internets because <laughs> we are joined by Bernard Robichaud himself. How are you doing, sir? Not too bad, man. How are you, Paul? Oh, good. And, and, and are you on set right now for uh, Trailer Park Boys? No, I just got off it a little while ago. I, we're shooting season nine right now. Nice, nice. And we can't wait for season eight. I, I keep staring at my Netflix waiting for it. Yeah, I don't think you'll see it until September probably. I, I imagine that all uh, that and the new movie will come out around the same time. All right, so we'll be waiting. We will be waiting. Uh, usually we start off, Bernard, by uh, talking about what we're reading. So right. uh, I, th- I think we're going to start off with Sir Jimmy. What do, you, what do you got, Sir Jimmy? Well, I got a stack of stuff, but uh, I finally pinned down two that I was bouncing back and forth between um, um, The History of Money by Jack Weatherford. Uh, it, was, it was a quick... That sounds quick, dry. It sounds oh dry. It, it was so dry. I can't believe it. <laughs> but it was, it was quick. I, I tossed the thing in. I was... Uh, Driving up to Ohio to see my dad. Um, you know, I drove like pretty close to Toronto, Ohio. Toronto. There's that? no, there's no second T in Toronto. <laughs> that just, that just yeah. flags oh, you as sorry. a tourist. Yeah, sorry, yeah. but it, it was interesting. It started all the way back, you know, thousands of years ago when people were, you know, had had giant stones that were money, and you know how salt replaced. Um, or, or salt was used as money because it was one of the yeah, most valuable that's things. that's why it's called a sal- salary. Yeah, all, all the different things. Yeah, salt, salary, that's where that comes from. Yeah. Um, that was mentioned. And just all the, you know, going fr- from the guy that struck the first coins and that they were, you know, made of like tin and, you know, just cheap, st- cheap metals. Right. And then moving on to silver and gold and how gold was a store of value forever. And then... You know, somebody came up with the first paper money, and then it disappeared, and you never saw it again for like <laughs> 500 years. And nice. It went over like Confederate money, 
and how that became worthless. Well, you know, you know, paper and money made sense at the time when they first came out with it because paper was like gold. Like if you if you owned one book, you were a wealthy house, right? Like yes. But now it's like you know, I own a printing related business. Like paper is everywhere, right? <laughs> yes, it is. That's how we fund the show. That's right. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> it goes all the way up to. You know, um, Richard Nixon taking us off the gold standard, but it was a nice stopover Bastard. at the at the point of uh, uh, where what was it? Was it nineteen thirteen Jekyll Island where they the Fed Federal Reserve was created? Yep. And they talk about fractional banking and how you put one dollar into a bank and they loan out nine dollars to people and then they make money off that interest and then they loan that out and before you know it if everybody went to the bank and said hey I want my money they you know they don't have it right and talk about fiat currency the fact that you know our money right now is just based on a promise of the full faith and credit of the United States which is just a bunch of bullshit did saying. you get my tweet by the way where i sent out that picture of the monopoly money compared to the current us currency that was wow. uh, shocking sir it was shocking uh, bernard the the money actually lines up Color for color with Monopoly money now. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> I think they're trying to say something like, you might not want to invest too much in cash. Yeah, no. you see those, those new $100 bills, it's got like yellow streaks in them, and that's the color of the, you know, the, yeah. the 100 in Monopoly. And the, I'll see if I can put that in the show notes for this week's uh, show. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good show art. <laughs> yeah, it would. And the other book, quickly, is um, by Andrew Napolitano, the, the crazy-haired guy from Fox News. Uh, it's a book called Theodore. That's not, that's not the guy, the, the stock guy, is it? Who rings the bell? No, all the time? no, no. Oh, right, that's right. Jim Cramer. Okay, okay. <laughs> He's on a different network, but this is the guy that they always bring in, like uh, as a, a law expert, and he's a pretty smart guy. You know, he, he talks about how Theodore Roosevelt and Woodrow Wilson, you know, started the progressive movement and really uh, started us into what's going on right now with. With Obama and George Bush being able to just drone people, yeah, and you know, no due process and the, the erosion of our constitutional rights, and how these guys—that's what they really set out to do. And a lot of people remember these guys as real heroes, but you read this book and you start to see them in a, a totally different light. Hmm. Is this uh, is this referring to the New World Order and all that sort of thing? Uh, yes and no. It's more just about. The government controlling everything that you do and you not being able – them wanting to tell you what to do and, and erode your choices and, and you know, the nanny state and, uh, and, and what's going on now with the NSA being able to listen in on you. All of it coming back to the policies that were set in place between these two presidents. Mm-hmm. I love that we're five minutes in and Bernard is already getting into the New World Order chat. <laughs> 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 no, no, Jimmy. We had, uh, of course, we had uh, boxing legend George Chavalo on just a couple weeks ago. So, uh, of course, when, when when the champ tells you to read a book, you read the freaking book. <laughs> so, so I've been reading the Celestine Prophecy. It is very interesting. It's uh, it's not very religious. It's it's more of a spiritual uh, kind of journey. Yeah. It's. Just, yeah, it. Oh, you read it? Yeah, I read it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like this fictional journey of a gentleman who's in Peru and mm-hmm. going through this fiction. It's I'm assuming it's a fictional. And he rediscovers uh, himself on the top of a mountain or something. Yeah, and it's kind of neat. And when the champ was on, he said it's kind of neat because it's a. Uh, it kind of tells you about how uh, you know everyone you meet changes your life. And and, and this story, the the guy everyone he meets is a coincidence, right? And, and sometimes Bernard, you're like, is this a coincidence or 
did I, is it just like, you know, uh, karma or is it the universe telling me I should meet this person? You know, because sometimes things just fit together like a puzzle. And you're like, it's what the hell? very true, man. Yep. Yeah, and, and absolutely. And there's a lot of things in the book, uh, Jimmy, that's like, and, and Bernard, it's like, uh, you know, uh, talking about our, our uh, and we've talked about this before, Jimmy, where we're going to have to go to the, uh, the Mincom. Yes. Right, because at some point everything's going to be automated and what the hell are humans going to do? You know, if you're not an actor on TV and eventually that's going to be 3D, you know, AI and 3D and uh, uh, printing people like me and, and people like yourself, Jimmy, uh, doing what we all do, all three of us, is going to be replaced at some point. So what do you do as humans? And the book does kind of have a, a sort of a solution to this, which is that we are going to just sit around and think, you know. So, so how are you uh, consuming this book, Paul? Uh, of course, on Audible. Okay. As an audiobook. It's tough to replace uh, human interaction for entertainment or and or. Oh yeah, absolutely. Or some, yeah, I, know, I, I think the arts for for, for yeah. theatrical or, or film or. Uh, absolutely, Bernard. Uh, uh, you know that'll be difficult. As far as the arts, there I always mean, will not be an CG actor. Dustin Hoffman or uh, Al Pacino on mm-hmm. uh, on film when they've got when he's still alive. That just doesn't make sense. So right. You know, I, I don't see that really happening, but I do see, you know, I, I, I believe that you're, you're we're already on the cusp of most of that anyway, with just the amount of, um, with the amount of uh, what's going on with, with uh, the games and the video games and uh, green screen and uh, video adaptation and being able to change my head onto Bubbles' body if they want yeah. to. Uh, you know, there's just yeah, so well, much Bernard, look at you know, recently, most of the gunfights now, unless you're in Hollywood oh, yeah. and doing big productions, most of the gunfights in there are just using, they're not bothering with, uh, they don't bother now with um, the squibs live, and everything, yeah. Live ammunition and things like that because it's just the choreography and the time that it takes to put that together as opposed to using CG and uh, digital, uh, you know, uh, digitizing it is is it, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, it, you can you can do. We're we're doing uh, we're doing an episode every three days right now. Wow, uh, which used to probably take uh, five to six days. Yeah, and I, I actually saw a making of Doctor Who where they, they used to do. They put the little uh, the little gunshot squibs. Or I think they're called squibs. Yeah, they, they put them on the on the robots, yeah. and whoever was shooting, and then the little you know the sparks that come off the robot. But mm-hmm. now, nowadays, they're like, well, that's dangerous and, and, and costly. Exactly. So they, they don't even have to do that now. Oh, they, they put it in just, post. Uh, at pinpoint that spot and, uh, you know, computer takes over the rest of it. Yeah. But I think it's a good thing for, for you actors and, and, and comedians and, and just talented people because uh, it's not that, you know, uh, the computer is going to take over your jobs. I think you have more jobs now because, like, someone like Jeff Gurner we've had on the show uh, could be an actor in, you know, like a Grand Theft Auto uh, you have more opportunity, especially when you're looking at a video game like uh, GTA V, which pulled in four, I think it's close to five billion now, it's, but it pulled in four billion in revenue. And, but uh, the success of that series has been that the actors have been involved in the whole process, you know, in the whole uh, doing the 3D acting. Like they, they, they literally they acted out every scene. Well, I think that's going to be important with any game. Any game that comes out of the market, or, or like I said, like for any entertainment, they're still going to use. Uh, they, they're still going to require um, real actors in order to. Absolutely. Do. You're just not going. You're just not going to get the emotion. Um, 
The same way, you, know, you can't create that. I mean, but, but, but the, the, the Celestine... You can't, you can't create human emotion through yeah. a computer and expect that it's going to be realistic in mind unless you're just going to use, you know, blanket, you know, uh, okay, we'll use that guy's emotion for this one. Oh, yeah, when he yeah. raises his eyebrows, I mean, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't make much sense. Yeah, no, no one can be Cyrus other than Bernard Robichaud. Well, I don't know about that. I'm sure there's other bad guys out there that could have played the role. They just didn't get it. That's right. That's Christopher Walken's too old. Well, Christopher Walken is a little old to play the part. Uh, there's no doubt about that. <clears throat> Although I think he would have played a good uh, Cyrus. There's no doubt about my, that. My old man uh, gave me this yeah. gun. I think uh, up my ass five years. I'm, 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 I'm sure you know Pacino would have played a, a good Cyrus, and I'm I'm sure. Uh, you know, um, there's a few others that would have done the same thing. Uh, I, I was just uh, very lucky. You know, but but, very but lucky. other than the arts, Bernard, I mean, we're looking at uh, in our lifetime. I mean, mm-hmm. You're a young man. I'm not going to ask your age on the air, but you seem to be a young man. And uh, we've already seen in Europe just recently McDonald's replacing all of their uh, uh, the cashiers. Yeah. The order takers in, in uh, I think, a thousand restaurants <gasps> with... Touch screens. Now, right, you're, you're, yeah. now you're looking at like five employees per restaurant all across Europe gone. Yeah. You know, and, and it's not, I, I've actually seen a pilot project here in Toronto. I, I took an order from an Indian sounding lady. She had a heavy Indian accent. And then I got to the, you know, the, the McDonald's drive through I got to the actual window where I get my food. And I was like, this is white girl. I was like, you, you didn't take my order, did you? She goes, no, that's a lady in India. So they're already outsourcing to India, and as soon as they can outsource it to like Siri from Apple, they will. You know, yeah. they don't have to pay Siri a buck an hour; they can just pay Siri nothing. You know, so so. Well, I like Siri's voice anyway. Quite yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love talking <laughs> to Siri too. It's some uh, sometimes a little bit more manageable than somebody from India. <laughs> Absolutely, she, at least she understands you. Well, yeah, there's <laughs> and there's you understand that, her. Right? <laughs> but but the the Celsius you know, prophecy we, we does talk, uh, we talk a little bit faster than maybe some of our uh, you know our uh, Asian and or European um, you know comrades uh, yeah, absolutely. and uh, so they don't always pick up on everything that we're t- saying uh, the same way that you and I understand each other so it's a little bit like yeah. you know when you're, when you're talking really fast and you're uh, you, you know you're uh, excited about one thing or another whether it's uh, you're happy excited or you're really pissed off excited uh, uh you know it doesn't sometimes it's the uh it's not always picked up the same way that we think it is so uh, you know there's a big learning curve in my opinion for you can outsource that shit all you want to but if you're um the person on the other end of the phone is not really receiving and or understanding completely your right. beef and or your in your in your case your your double a whopper, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> you know, or cheeseburger, whatever the hell McDonald's is selling because I don't a blue, eat a blue a blue jay burger. I don't eat it anyway, but yeah. you know, it's um, it's a bit it's a bit sad because, uh, in my opinion, they're they're gonna you lose customers because they just get pissed off that you go to your bag and it comes up here and your bag they takes the order in India. You order a, a Big Mac and a large fries and you supersize the whole thing and whatever. It comes back and you end up with, a, you know, a filet of fish. And a, and a tandoori chicken. <laughs> it's not like that, that because <laughs> you were talking too fast. 
I think he said filet of fish. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what, though? Uh, just using, uh, I do have uh, Apple devices and I have Android devices, but uh, it's come such a long way. I mean, in the 80s, they were promising us that you'd talk to a computer in five years. You know, Douglas Adams was saying, you're going to be talking to a computer in 10 years, which was bullcrap. But now you can literally talk to your Google phone or your uh, Apple phone, and it really does pick up on what you're saying, even if you're in like a crowded room. No, oh, yeah, no. I, I uh, asked Siri to get me to uh, set today. Um, I, ha- I was I I um, got a late call last night, and uh, uh, they rented me a car. I had to be there for seven thirty this morning, and uh, had to be on set for nine thirty. I had an hour and a half drive, so it was cutting wow. it pretty close. And we're getting close. Where you could probably at some point, maybe in the next ten years, say, uh, Siri, can you rent me a car? And I have to get to the set on time. I have no doubt that uh, no. that won't be that far away i mean if you can already just ask her i mean there's so many things you can ask siri now it's yeah. it's almost ridiculous but, but if you extrapolate that to the like 10 years from now a lot of the jobs are going to be gone and at some point the government will have to just print a whole bunch of money and give it away for free because at some point we are almost going to be like the people on uh on the the spaceship in uh wally you know yeah, at some point that, or they just figure out a way to get rid of an awful lot of people well, I hope it's well, the other way. I'd, r- I'd rather have the minimum income than uh, the uh, yeah, mass, so mass extermination there, Bernard. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know how you, I don't know how you uh, get around that. I mean, if you're going to eliminate jobs, that means you eliminate income. If you're going to eliminate yeah. income and it's all about money right now, then how do you, and we're eliminating the middle class and it's yeah. all the rich class and the poor class and i'm not sure that uh yeah that's that, but that's the whole concept I'm, behind i'm not uh, sure that watching elysium today wasn't a you know uh yeah, opener uh yeah you know a precursor to what we're yeah. to expect and or you know what's the alternative to having you know people in that state uh with nothing to look forward to right um, what what is what's the alternative to that? I, I you know I, I would have to suspect that you know we're already talking about um, you know uh, genetics and you know uh, stem cell. Uh, that means that anybody with the right amount of money can go in and have their arm replaced or whatever the hell they need in order to continue to live. Uh, that means the poor just die off, and um, in my opinion, everybody's blonde haired blue eyed babies. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're back right back to a very similar, yeah, very similar, in my opinion, to that. I I would say, I mean, I I'm not, I'm not, I'm no expert, but I mean, we we don't allow any experts on the show. Well, that's a good thing. <laughs> I, I just don't know, you know, when you think of everything that's going on out there, and uh, you know, technology and the way it's moving. Um, I, you know, it's a sad thing. I mean, you know, I, 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 I don't know what, I don't know what is held for the future for my daughter. Even though my daughter is a very uh, keen and very well, spirited you know, woman, Bernard. You know, a lot of it is we're comfortable with the way things are, and and we're afraid of the future, as every human being has been for the last you know hundred thousand years. No question about that. But you know, like uh, like a thousand years ago, your daughter would have had to work nineteen hours a day in, in the field. She had no education, and and all, the whole family worked nineteen hours a day just yeah, to, just to feed themselves. Can. 
you know. But but now we have you know McDonald's and we have uh, food at a grocery store and we're only working eight to you know twelve hours a day or maybe if you're an actor like uh, Bernard you're working you know eighteen hours a day but we don't have to work plow the field and and worry about the the crops because they're all being done by you know basically robots you know yeah but no but uh, yeah GMO stuff but uh, I mean to, to, but let's let's be honest uh, do, are we really just working you know, uh, we're not working 18 hours a day because I certainly, I'll tell you right now, man, when I think about what I do in front of my computer, uh, my laptop every day in order to yeah. write stuff. Or you got to count it all. You can swear, at Bernard, by the way. We're fine. We're, we're explicit today. Else. I don't know that it, I don't know that it made life any, I, I think it made life easier. I don't know that I work any less. I, I, I think I, in my opinion, I think people work just as much, if not more now, because there's no excuse for them not to work right. from the office or anything like that. So I'm not sure that your 40-hour week didn't suddenly become 80 to 100 hours a week, you well, know, just true. because. You're always on, right? You're, you're, like your cell phone's always there. It's always ringing. Email now. I got yeah. to do that. You're always connected to the office, so you're always... You know, well, yeah, on, on you're your connected game. to everything that's yeah. going on out there. It's pretty hard to say that, you know, you know, working that many years ago, you would have been just working on the farm and working 19 hours a day. I mean, you know, to be honest with you, you know, I'm not taking my laptop out onto the beach because the thing gets overheated and I got to shut it down or it shuts down itself. So at least I would have had a good tan back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to be able to get a coffee in while my modem was connecting to the internet. Yeah, well, there you go. Anyway, yeah. That sound was going, lead, lead, lead. But now exactly. it's, it's always on, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but you're right, and a lot of people work now, and they always have their cell phones. But see, this is, folks, this is why you've got to read a book once in a while. And if you don't have time to read, and I don't have time to read, and I know Jimmy doesn't have time to read, uh, pick up an audiobook at Audible. And uh, that's what I do when I'm busy and I'm doing menial tasks. I listen to an audiobook like uh, The Celestine Prophecy, even though I wouldn't put it in my like top hundred of books. But you know, the champ—I got to bring the—I got to play the bell again. When the champ tells you to read a book, you read it, especially when he has his fist is larger than my microphone, and that's a big microphone. So, uh, but but the, the book really does. I, I, you know, I, I can understand why he's, <laughs> he he uh, asked to read it from you know from uh, and certainly from his life and things. Yeah. It would have been certainly. Uh, um, a bit of a revelation, I'm sure, and there's Absolutely. there's a lot of great meaning in that. So I, I can understand um, why he liked it. I, it was similar for me, I think. You know, in the yeah, way and, and, when and, I and, read it. Um, and the book right makes now, you right now. I'm actually reading. A, I just got a book called Secrets by Rhonda Byrne, and it's you know it, it's a very similar book. You know, it's uh, reaffirm, uh, reaffirmations and and uh, you know. Um, Thinking positively and, uh, and within your life, and and making it happen, and you know, sending out positive energies, and um, so you know. Um, yeah, you know, I, 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 I haven't I've gotten seen my past the forward yet, but I picked it up because yeah, it looks like a short one. It's it's a four hours, a, four hours and a half. The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. And yeah. maybe that'll be the one we'll play as our audible pick of the week. There you go. Man. It does yeah. seem similar. It's like a, a fictional writing. And she's talking about that writing. And I'm gonna, I, we'll do this on the fly, folks. No editing. I'm going to play a quick sample from Audible, and we'll take a quick listen to The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. 
Walking for the first time after an accident, even recovering from a deathbed, we have received thousands of accounts of the secret being used to bring about large sums of money and unexpected checks in the mail. People have used the secret to manifest their perfect homes, life partners, cars, jobs and promotions, with many accounts of businesses being transformed within days of applying the secret. There have been heartwarming stories of stressed relationships involving children being restored to harmony. Some of the most magnificent stories we've received have come from children using the secret to attract what they want, including high grades and friends. Well, a lot of promises there. And you know what? I, I might uh, listen to that one just because I love the Scottish accent there. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, to be honest with you, even though I, you know, the, the last name, the way it was spelled, yeah. makes sense, but I, I wasn't expecting her to have that, that accent. So that's, that's, that was kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, it would have been kind of interesting, more, maybe more to, rather than read it, to just to, because those, the, these types of books and sometimes are, you, you end up reading the same paragraph over and over again until your mind kind right. of says, oh, right, okay, I needed to pause at that comma. Yeah, well, that's why Stephen King says he prefers that people listen to the audiobooks rather yeah, than the book. I, I can get that. I, yeah, because then you, you listen to every single word the way he wanted it to be listened to. Sure, I get that. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. And you can yeah. do it while you're driving, right? On the way from gig exactly. to gig. And yeah, you could listen to most of it while you were driving. I'm sure you get through most of a book, any book, in, a, in an hour and a half or two-hour drive if, if the uh, narrator is, is any good at all, that's for sure. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to take our first quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Bernard about his time on uh, Trailer Park Boys and... Uh, all of his uh, comedy work and uh, other... I know you've been on Haven, a couple other places, so we'll uh, we'll take a quick break, and we will be right back. Hi, this is Colin Ferguson. I play Sheriff Jack Carter on Eureka, and you're listening to The Book Guys. Book Guys. And we are back with Bernard Robichaud and, of course, the one and only Sir Jimmy. And we're going to talk to Bernard about his time on Trailer Park Boys. Not, not his time. I make it sound like he, he's not there anymore. He has is been, he doing time? Oh, he always does. Everyone does time on the Trailer Park Boys, but Bernard has been there. Uh, his alter ego has been there since uh, season one, episode one, I believe. That's right, yeah. So uh, uh, Cyrus has been uh, the, the, the go-to villain since day one, pretty much. Now, now, how did that happen, Bernard? How did you end up on the set, on the Trailer Park, uh, for season one, episode one, when when no one knew it was going to blow up into this like multinational sensation, like just you know, how did that happen? Uh, I got a call on a Friday night from Barry Dunn, uh, uh, who played Ray and was also the producer, saying huh. that uh, Mike Clattenburg wanted to see me the next day. Would I drive down? They had something brewing. They weren't going to promise me anything, but um, you know, was I willing to come down and audition for Mike? And I said, yeah. And Mike chucked shit at me for, you know, he said, I just want to, you know, uh, chuck shit at you for however long and I uh, just want you to respond the way you would. I said, okay. And uh, 45 minutes later, he said, I think I 
I said, good. I drove back home, and Monday, Barry called me and said, yeah, you got the part. Nice. Want to know what they said? I said, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they said, where did you find the guy? Like, where the fuck did you find a guy like that? <laughs> and I said, oh, okay, well, I guess I, I guess I chuck shit back at Mike. Okay, then. So. <laughs> now, when a guy tells you he wants you to chuck shit back at him, how, how what's the process in your head of how you think he wants you to chuck it back? <laughs> are, are you just being you? Or are you just trying to be a character? Or what was your thinking? No, I think you always have to be you. I mean, anytime you're, I think when you're an actor, I mean, you're using your own emotions or your own, uh, uh, certainly your own um uh, um, experiences in order to become that uh, character or to play the part. It's not like you're drawing from somebody else's experiences. Right. You're, you're using your own and your own emotions. Uh, and regardless of you know what made one person sad or what makes one person uh, person lonely, it, you know may be different from you. But uh, you know emotions are pretty much uh, are often the same. So it's uh, it's not really you know I. I I trained in the theater, so it's not like I would look at Hamlet or or somebody or Macbeth and uh, and look at you know one of those characters and say, oh, you know that person must have been different because you know we're looking at whatever century that was, you know, yeah, to me that character is not much different than than any man or or person today. They're just uh, the the language might have been a little. You know, different, but I think uh, oh, human emotion and experiences yep. uh, wouldn't have been any different. Uh, you know, depending on um, you know what you're experiencing. So, uh, you know, that's uh, when he asked me to chuck shit at him. I chuck shit at him back because he was being abusive to me. So I thought I better <laughs> retaliate, and that's how I did it. So, so a lot of this improv and ad lib that you're doing in this, uh, I guess it would be like an audition. Um, yes. How much does that translate to what you do on the screen? Because the show does really seem, it comes off very off the cuff and genuine. Like how uh, strictly scripted is the show? Because it really, to me, as a, as a, you know, I have no idea. Like we don't talk before the show. Like this is all unscripted today as well. Yeah. So I think as long as, as a watcher. I think as long as you get from A to Z in Trailer Park Boys, it's okay. Uh, they've never really held me back from um, too much. The boys are okay. the boys are very gifted writers. Uh, along, and they also use Jonathan Torrens, who I might as also another great talent. Um, they've been very good to me, uh, and uh, all along. So I and, and I and I'm not too surprised because that's how I always thought it was that you had a. You had a set. Uh, this has to happen, and this yeah, has to happen. Sure, in four. things have to happen. Yeah. It's, you know, you got to get from A to B. Get from one, uh, one. You know, the beginning to the end. There's, there's no doubt about that. I mean, you know, so you've got to have some kind of a storyline. It's just that the way it was. Um, I think Mike Clattenburg's brilliance uh, of how to make it look uh, documentary. Right. Um, was the key, and you know the boys have taken it, um, uh, have taken moved it forward and taken it further. I think uh, you know now that they've moved on with uh, and buying the 
buying the rights and and um, to Trailer Park Boys from um, Mike Volpe and Barry Dunn and from Mike Clattenburg. So you know, I don't think that anybody's going to miss anything right. um, from the original series. Now, now, how different is it now, yeah, Bernard? No, it's I don't... even uh, any different. It's just a different, uh, you know, we've got a, a, a new producer, Gary um, Hausman, who's been very, you know, generous and uh, supported the guys, and uh, he's there, and, and that's just the, that's the bottom line. The, you know, everybody, the original cast is all there. Yeah. You know, the teamwork that put it together is there, you know, in front of the camera. So um, I don't see any different. To be honest with you, I think season eight will rival, if not be better than season five. And everybody thought season five mm-hmm. uh, was the be all the end all for Trailer Park Boys. You know, they did six, which happened just shortly after the second movie. And it didn't really... In a lot of people's opinion, it wasn't as uh, great a season as five. But I mean, six had six episodes or something, and right. you know, um, and seven had seven or something. So, but you know, five had ten episodes. So it's a I can understand why they they would feel that way. It's just um, you know, it's just the nature of the beast, the way the way everything was running at that time, in my opinion. So it's uh, it's not necessarily. I I think. Uh, I think the boys are going to do the series justice. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they venture forward and do another movie. You know, uh, I'm not, I don't know. I'm just saying that, you know, it would make sense to me since they've um, taken over, you know, the rights and, and doing what they're doing and, and uh, what I've seen um, thus far. Um, it would make sense to me to do another movie or at least another special or something like that in order to, you know, further, um, you know, uh, everything that they've been doing so, so far. So, um, you know, they, I, you know, I, I like the guys, they're, uh, they're good people and, uh, you know, they know what they're looking for. Um, they're easy to work with, um, yeah, I mean, I've changed lines around. I changed some lines around today. I, you know, I um, it wasn't an issue. Um, they uh, they got what they wanted out of it, and um, and so it's uh, you know, one day down. You yeah. know, we shoot to the twenty fifth for season nine. So, uh, well, how, how long does it take lot, now to to, to film a, a season of uh, Trailer Park Boys? Uh, we're doing three episode, uh, an episode every three days. Wow, that that is that's fantastic, actually. Yeah, it's uh, pretty incredible, really. Yeah. Uh, so now, do, do do you and the boys have uh, your own trailer park now, or are you just sort of renting space in another park? Or no, we're using a, a trailer park uh, uh, that we the same trailer park we used last year. It's in uh, it's in uh, Nova Scotia, and we've. Uh, um, it, it's uh, perfect for their needs, for sure. I mean, I can't say it's perfect for my needs. I'm just, I'm just, um, you know, uh, basically um, a tool uh, that's 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 used uh, to uh, for an end result, and um, I'm good with that. Uh, as far you know, from an actor's point of view, I just I'm, I'm happy to be part of it. So I'm, you know, I'm grateful that. Uh, they think enough of me to um, 
uh, to use me as much as they do. Well, I, I think that the, your, your, the, the Cyrus character is going to be more important now because we've almost endeared ourselves to uh, Leahy and Randy, and there's been too many you know, cushy, feely moments where you know, uh, it really is a show about family and friends at its heart, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I think, um, uh, yeah, you're right. I, I guess that Randy and Leahy would be, um, well, he's certainly a like, they're likable characters and there's no doubt that yeah. they have their animosities and their, and, uh, you know, their problems with the three boys within this show. But I think that, you know, it's, it, it's not the, it's not the same character as Cyrus. Yeah. Uh, that's like Cyrus the, is a prick. I think that every show needs their. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, well, there's no doubt about that. I think that every show needs. Uh, Sorry, needs, Cyrus, if you're listening. Cyrus is in the green room. I don't want to piss him off. I don't want him to storm away. Sorry, Cyrus. No, it's okay. I think that Cyrus is uh, uh, the character for sure. Is uh, uh, it's uh, it's a character people like to like to hate. Yeah, I think that's why it's been. He's been so popular. Um, I, you know, I'm grateful because most bad guys get locked up in jail forever, and then you yeah. never see not them. Not in this show. The, the good they, guys or, get locked up, or they just get <laughs> shot, and you never you don't see them yeah. at the end of the the next uh, se- uh, season or the next episode. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, for what what I guess has been created by the character is uh, it's uh, I guess it's a first. I can't think of another bad guy that's lasted 14 years, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, absolutely. And now you have a, or not your your character, Cyrus has a new henchman, uh, Sam, I guess on the show he's Sam Lasko. Yeah, Sam Lasko's uh, a fucking with, caveman. With, yeah, caveman. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we're together in uh, season eight, I for see. sure. Yeah. So that, that continues from the movie. And is Cyrus still paying Sam in uh, Kraft Dinner? Uh... <laughs> And yeah, I'm not going to reveal anything about <laughs> okay. season eight and season nine. I can just tell you that uh, we're. I'll tell you that we're together, and okay. it makes sense that we would be after the movie. Yeah, uh, we're going to have Sam on soon. He's a local Etobicoke boy, so he's a he's an Ontario boy. So yeah, no, Sam's good people. He's yeah. a, he'd be a good guy to have on. There's no oh, question him and that. Amy Anonymous are coming in studio. So uh, oh, is I, that right? Cool. Yeah, I, I've been asked if I can lock the doors, and I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> So uh, if 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 uh, the constabulary are listening, we will not be smoking pot. I swear. Know what Sam's gonna bring with him? Yeah, I can, I can imagine. <laughs> I'm not gonna reveal the dates, Jimmy, just so I don't get arrested. Yeah, yeah. that's probably best keep that uh, yeah. keep that under wraps there. <laughs> if you ever watch Sam's show on uh, swearnet.com, uh, by the way, folks, if you're uh, fans of Trailer Park Boys, go to swearnet.com and for only four dollars and twenty cents a month, you can support the boys and Bernard and. The whole crew, and just, uh, it's a hoot. You get a lot of exclusive videos and whatnot. Uh, I'm not a founding fucker, as they call it, but uh, I've been there from close to the beginning. So help them out, and that helps them uh, fund what they're doing, which is, uh, Jimmy, it's kind of like what we're doing, uh, content creation. Uh, they took over from uh, Clattenburg and uh, all the studios, and they're doing it on their own, and I think they're going to do very well with Netflix and whatnot. It's four twenty a month. How um, <laughs> apropos? <interesting. laughs> apropos, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I think they're they're uh, it, it's they're on the cutting edge. I think they're just a little bit ahead of their time, um, possibly. But I think it's all going that way, and so I think you know what they're doing is is well. Well, you look, you look at this, Bernard. You got uh, Trailer Park Boy season eight, 
which yeah. is going to be exclusive as far as I know to Netflix and uh, swearnet.com. Yeah. Uh, and you got, uh, uh, you know, actors the caliber of Bernard Robichaux and uh, Mike Smith and Rob Wells and, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, and, a, lot of great, a lot of great talent. Oh, fantastic talent yeah. across the board. Yeah. Uh, and you're in the same, uh, cat- it's not like you're the first ones, you're in the same category as House of Cards, you know, with Kevin Spacey. Yep. You know, and uh, we may be looking at some other properties, you know, Arrested Development, uh, yep. that's also Netflix exclusive. That's uh, true. Uh, Jay Baruchel has also worked on our show as well. And I think he's also done, I think he also worked with the boys on the SwearNet movie, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I can't wait for that as well. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, there, it's, uh, uh, there's a lot of great talent. There's, there's no doubt. There, uh, you know. Bernard, I, I just got a, a text message from Cyrus. Myself in the same category as a lot of those <laughs> actors, but um, you know, it's nice to be mentioned in the same, uh, the same vein. That's I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, Bernard, but I got a, a text message from Cyrus. It says, fuck off, I have work to do. <laughs> so, so we might have to let you go and take a quick break and come back with Cyrus. Uh, but thank you so much, Bernard. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I don't want to take up too much of your time as well. No problem. Uh, it's been great talking to you and uh, we'll have fun and we'll talk to you again sometime and maybe we'll have you on uh, through Skype when uh, Sam's here. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, as long as you don't call the, the TPS, the Toronto Police Service, because I don't know, there might, <laughs> the, the studio might be filled with some kind of smoke. I hope someone has a medical marijuana license. I really don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, you don't have anything to worry about. I think, <laughs> uh, I think Sam's uh, well... Uh, he's, he's well, well documented. documented. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Okay, so we're going to take another quick break, folks. Uh, Jimmy, we'll be right back, and we will talk to Cyrus himself. I got another text message. Oh, geez. Okay, we better get Cyrus on soon. He's getting antsy. So we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. I am Dalek Barak from DrWhoSociety.com. You are listening to The Book Guy Show. Continue, or you will be exterminated. And we're back, and we are joined now, all the way from Nova Scotia somewhere, Cyrus. How you doing, Cyrus? Back off, man. I, I know. You, you sent me a text message. Fuck off. I got work. I'm sorry. Cyrus, first question I got to ask you. I know you're in a, in a rush, but when you say fuck off, I got work to do, what work do you have to do? That's none of your fucking business, man. What I do on my business thing is stuff that I do when I got to do it. Gotcha. Gotcha. And when the safety is always off, sir, I got to ask you, Cyrus, because why don't you just get a Glock that has no safety? Well, because I prefer to use stuff that has safety just because my dad always had a gun that had safety. The fucking prick. Fucking prick. <laughs> so, so, Cyrus, we, we, we didn't have you. At the, a lot of guys. We, we didn't have you at the top of the show, but uh, we were talking with some guy named Bernard. Uh, but uh, I got to ask you, Cyrus, uh, have you read any books lately? Yeah, I read uh, Green Eggs and Ham okay. by Dr. By Dr. Sue S. Yeah, he's the man, uh, and I, I'm sure there's eggs and ham in that one. I'm sure there is, man. There's <laughs> lots, of, lots of eggs and ham. I don't really like eat ham, but not because I don't like it, but I would have preferred that it was green eggs and bacon. Nice. Bacon's good. Not the Canadian bacon, for fuck's sake. Yeah, no, Canadian bacon, man. Not that fucking back bacon stuff. Back bacon makes me feel like, you know, if you go to prison, 
<laughs> you know, I hear, I hear you. Yeah, I hear okay. you. All right. <laughs> now, now I got to ask you, Cyrus. Have you ever been in prison in the states? And is, is the food better in Canada or the states? I think it's better in Canada, but I've never been in the prison system in the states. But I mean, I saw some stuff on TV once, and it looked kind of mushy, so it wasn't really no. no. I, I think it must be must be. And I'm sure the, the dope's better. The dope's better, probably. Yeah, yeah. you must be able to get. You know, because in Canada, you get the, sometimes you, you get some guys, they're, they're melting down shoe polish. Oh, hey, no. <laughs> uh, Cyrus, last time I saw you was on uh, the recent Trailer Park Boys movie, and you were working with uh, um, some kind of caveman. Yep, uh, Sam. Uh, Sam, yeah. Are you still working with Sam? Is he uh, still working for you, I should say? Uh, well, Sam's working for me uh, because, you know, it's fairly inexpensive because he works for Kraft Dinner. Okay. So. <laughs> uh, and is he is he officially now your henchman? Uh, he's officially a henchman right now. I mean, until he asks for a raise, of course, then I'd have to like maybe reconsider, you know, his position in the uh, company. All right. So so now between uh, being followed by Julian's camera crew there, uh, Mister Sexy. Uh, Patrick freaking Swayze. Yeah. And, uh, and what else? Sure, you, uh, dance man. Yeah. I, I heard you're doing some other stuff. You're, you're, uh, you're doing some tours and uh, comedy clubs. Yeah, I just finished doing uh, Yuck Yucks in St. John's, Newfoundland, uh, where I had to go over there and do uh, my public speeching. All right. Um, yeah, because, well, Cyrus is public speeching. Um, because who needs grade 10 if you're a public speecher? That's right. So, but, it, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a great weekend, actually. It was the uh, highest sales for a long weekend in St. John's Newfoundland Club for May 24th weekend. May 2-4. Nice. Yeah. Um, on a weekend with 20-degree weather and the weekend in uh, cabin country and still uh, filled the club. Actually, we, they, uh, we turned away people on uh, Saturday night show. The, the place was packed, so they... Um, if they had had more seats, it would have been nice, but uh, they didn't. So, um, are you are you ever going to be visiting uh, the Yuck Yucks in uh, Toronto or in uh, North Carolina? I I hope that uh, because of this, uh, generally speaking, um, in the past, um, Yuck Yucks has never really um, hasn't uh, hired celebrity kind of. I do comedy work, right. Or do comedy shows, so I've been kind of um, lucky in that respect. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping. Uh, I think that there will be um, an opportunity to do yuck yucks in the U.S. I'm American anyway, uh, so it, it's easy for me to go down there and work. Uh-huh. Um, so I expect that I'll see. Canadian yuck yucks and then U.S. possibly, although right. I'm not really sure. I, I got to ask you: has, has Rob Ford ever been to uh, <laughs> to uh, Nova Scotia and ever bought anything off you and uh, Sam? Fuck Rob Ford, man! It's cheap. <laughs> there, there's the show opener, Jimmy. <laughs> he, wants, he wants fucking everything for free from me. Oh, Is so it he- true that they wouldn't allow any parole people in the club? <laughs> uh, well, that's very true. I. 
I specifically asked during my shows if my parole officer was in the club because, of course, you can't really sell drugs and or pimp out women if your parole officer is there. So tragedy, tragedy. You want to, you got to protect yourself at all times. That's business 101. That's pretty much business 101. I mean, and uh, to just to add to, you know, the information on, uh, on the yuck yucks, uh, for anybody interested um, in the I'm Cyrus um, public speeching um, comedy show, uh, you can get a hold of my agent, Brock Ballard, at brockontherock at gmail.com. And uh, be more than happy to uh, work out something anywhere in North America. Nice. Uh, shit, I'll go anywhere in the world, man. I don't really care, I, you know. Uh, and where can we reach you uh, on, on uh, the Twitter? Or not, I've done time or not. For some reason, they just keep letting me move from border to border. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm one of the lucky few. Uh, uh, Cyrus, is there any way we can reach you on Twitter? Is there a friend that has a Twitter account? Maybe we can reach you through there. Yeah, you can reach me at, uh, actually, you can reach me through at Bernie Robichaux. That dude has always had my back, and you can go through his Twitter account, and you can get a hold of me there, or you can, uh, there's, I think there's uh, Facebook, uh, you know, I think there's Cyrus, uh, Sam, and there's, uh, uh, I think uh, you can also reach me through, uh, Bernard Robichaud's Facebook pages on Facebook as well, and I, I answer my emails. So uh, you're gonna, you're gonna, if you if you send me off one of those, look, if you send me off, fuck off. I got work to do, and safety always off. Like I never heard the goddamn line before. <laughs> then I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out where you live. I'm gonna come and visit you. I'm gonna have supper first, probably, you know, because that's just who I am. But then. We're going to have to sit down and have a serious talk. All right, Cyrus. And if you talk to Sam, he borrowed my car once, and for some reason he cut out the floor of the car. <laughs> he cut the floor out of my freaking car. He cut the floor out of it? Fucking Fred Flintstone. Oh, like, I, I had brakes on the car, but he wants to stop it with his feet. Fucking caveman. Tell, tell me he owes me some money. What do you do with the exhaust coming from the engine running down <laughs> through that floor pan there, man? I, I think he smoked it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, that's possible. Is right. that the best you got, Bubbles? <laughs> Is that the best you got, Bubbles? Ba-ba-bang. All right, Cyrus, keep that safety off. Nice talking to you and uh, your friend Bernard. My pleasure, man. Uh, always thank you very much for having me on. All right, we'll put that Twitter on the on the show notes, Bernard Robichaud and uh, all the Cyrus Twitters. Uh, they can get a hold of you. Thank you, Cyrus. Uh, try not to shoot anybody, would you? I'm going to try i can't promise anything but let's be honest the last time i shot anybody was cory and trevor in season five fuck cory and trevor well i mean i would really that's not my style <laughs> and i think jimmy that's when i play this <laughs> thank you cyrus thanks bernard hey, thanks paul appreciate it man thanks, thank jimmy. you jimmy we'll be back we'll be back next week 
who knows who we'll, we'll have on next week, but certainly they won't be as interesting as Bernard Robichaud and uh, Cyrus. And take it away, Jeff Gurner, please. Take it away, Jeff. Stay tuned, book readers and book listeners. Book Guide Show will return next week. Same book time, same book channel. Fuck Rob Ford, man. It's cheap. <laughs>